Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, and this is Fresh Talk with artist Mary Mattingly. Our conversation begins in Cuba during the first days of the Havana Biennial. She's here because of a new partnership between the Bronx Museum of the Arts and the National Museum of Fine Arts Havana. Her residency is part of Wild Noise, the first in a series of exhibition exchanges between the two cities. During her time in Cuba, she created two spheric ecosystems with local partners. The domes are 10 feet in diameter. One is perched in a park and the other inside a museum. It's been a long two months, but... <laughs> Tell me about it. It's so beautiful and exciting. I love it. Thanks. Well, there are two. There's one in Parque Central, and then there's one inside of the museum, and they sort of talk to each other in a way where um, they look the same from the outside, but inside the living systems are supposed to supplement each other. It's like a year in the planning, but for the last two months approximately, I've been here working with builders and architects and students and teachers to make it come to life. Mattingly is deeply interested in materials with past lives. She gathered components for the two spheres from all over Havana and New York City. I have felt it's very important to repurpose stuff from the U.S. Army, so some of the fabric that's covering the structure and the tubing is from surplus Army stock, and I think translating it into something that's about interdependency. It changed a lot being here for so long. I was really influenced by songbirds and things I never would have thought. Pull, the title of her project, represents the tensions tied to reopening relationships between Cuba and the U.S. And there's a literal meaning, too. That's how the domes get around. We've been moving them from place to place with whoever wants to volunteer. We have been literally dragging them to the park and then here, and we don't know where next. The two spheres are constructed as habitats for local flora and fauna. You walk up a set of stairs that leads you to this platform that looks like floating barrels are underneath of it, and then there's a sphere you walk into the sphere, it's made with aluminum drywall studs and it's lit underneath. And then there are lots of food plants growing inside and there are many tubes that are forcing the water into the next planter. There are fish, songbirds, and butterflies all kind of living off of the things that are inside. And how does this fit with your philosophy about art and the ecology? The work that I usually do is about ecosystems, either through documenting them or through making them and then trying these experiments. So the experiment here is putting these in public spaces and seeing what happens. Other times I've really tried to inhabit them myself, thinking about recontextualizing a geodesic dome or making something that combines something that looks futuristic with some things that remind us of the past. Ever since we met, 
I've been thinking about this project. I call Mary Mattingly to learn more. Remember those songbirds that she said changed everything? Well, I was in Cuba. I lived in Vedado in this apartment. And in the shared space in the center of the apartment, there were, you know, lots of other apartment units. And a few of them, um, people were keeping songbirds. And for a while, I didn't know that they were songbirds. And I thought one in particular was this boy who kept crying for his mom from about 4 to 5 p.m. every day. I was pretty surprised when a friend came over and said, oh, that's actually a songbird that you're hearing. That's not a little boy. So all of a sudden I realized that, oh, this is great. Everybody in the apartment complex knows this songbird and what a sweet relationship just really made an impact on the work. It made an impact on Paul. We ended up including songbirds in the sculpture and I think it transformed it. That's an amazing discovery to make. I was thinking about the work that I've made up to this point in retrospect, and it occurred to me that a lot of the work that I've been making has to do with a frustration or an anger about something, whether it's housing, whether it's food, something like this. But right alongside that comes the deep love that you have to feel for something to even feel anger for that thing. So I think that's something that I was finally able to really understand having this time in a place in Havana where so much of the experience for me ended up uh, revolving around love, around love of non-human creatures, um, non-human things, even the plants, even, you know, strangers. Well, I'm thinking about the remarkable nature of what you just said, having read and heard you described as an apocalyptic artist. That sounds like sort of a turning point, this Cuba experience. I I think in so many ways, I think that there are things that I'm still discovering about um, the experience there. And, you know, not too long ago, I was able to go with the Bronx Museum and the State Department to the Philippines. And I think that both of these experiences have made me acutely aware of the U.S.'s impact around the world in um, a not-so-positive way, you could say, to put it mildly. So that's, I think, changed my perspective on life and on, on my responsibility as a United States citizen and what I see happening around me and what I have ignored more than I like to admit. I'm at a point where there, I, I'm feeling a love for the country and an anger about it. So it, it definitely has been something that I've brought home with me. Cuba's Green Revolution was another big takeaway. One of the highlights for me was being able to learn about the organic farming in Cuba. That's something that I definitely wanted to show and pull and to highlight was this organic type of farming on a different, on a much smaller scale inside of this sculpture. The gardens are just one element of the ecosystems within the domes. People could go inside of them and see them working to one extent or another. So the birds were able to eat some of the food that we were growing, but we also supplied them with food from outside the sculpture. Um, We collected rainwater in the sculpture that was in Parquet Central, and then um, we had some butterflies and some chickens that were actually 
donated to the project soon after it opens. People really loved the chickens, I think, more than anything in the sculpture. What happened to the domes? One of them is coming back to the United States and it's going to go to the Bronx Museum and hopefully be installed outdoors. Um, The other one is, in my understanding, it's going to the U.S. Embassy that's in Cuba. So I think that they'll both be on sort of more permanent display in spaces that are, in one case, prominently political, in the other case, prominently art-centric. I'm Kathy Bird, and this is Fresh Talk with artist Mary Mattingly. Her experiments show how much she cares about the environment. It's your turn. Tell us your favorite place where art meets nature. Call 347-921-2973 and leave your message. Just think, you might hear your voice in a future episode. If you're wondering how to tell your story, here's an example. Our latest talkback. It's Allie. She tells us about the daring role of bubblegum in her art collection. Hi, my name is Allie. The most daring art that I've ever collected is made of bubblegum. My father is an art historian. He bought this work at a grad student auction when I was just a little kid. The art was hanging in my house almost my entire life, and when I went to grad school, my parents gave it to me. I really love this piece. The artist pressed small pieces of gum at random intervals across an eight-inch square of handmade paper. The gum creates a really interesting texture, and the result is quite abstract. It's hard to even tell what it's made of. Well, I'm married now, and my husband absolutely hates this artwork. Who would have thought that bubblegum could cause such marital strife? It's the one thing that he really wishes would find its way into the trash. If you like Fresh Talk, please take a few minutes to visit Fresh Art International on iTunes or Stitcher. There you can subscribe, rate, and review all our episodes. Stay tuned for more Fresh Talk. Fresh Talk.